Well, hello, and welcome back again. These are three things that will hinder your prayers. You know, there's some things that you grab out of the Bible that teach you how to get your prayers all the way into heaven and get the answer into the earth. But there's also things that cause your prayers not to get past the ceiling. So today I'm going to teach you three things that will hinder your prayers and will stop them from being answered. But I believe if you stick around to the end, you'll be able to solve that problem. And every time that you pray, you can guarantee that God is going to answer your prayers. I want you to type in the comments for me right now and say, God answers my prayers. Put that in the comments for me as I say good morning to everybody. Good morning, Lexi. Good morning, Mercy. Good morning, John. Good morning, Kate. Good morning, Kevin. And as you're jumping on, make sure you give this video a thumbs up, subscribe if you have not already, and share this with a friend. Send this to somebody so that they know that their prayers don't have to be hindered, but their prayers can actually be answered. All the time in the ministry, you hear people say stuff like, I've been praying for this and, and God's just not giving it to me. Maybe it's not his will for me to have it. And although that might be true sometimes, if you'll read the Bible, it's very difficult to get God not to answer your prayers. Now, there is a way that people don't have their prayers answered, and we're going to cover those things today. But if you study God, God answers prayers. The difference between our God and all these other dead gods is that we serve the God that answers prayers. That's the difference. God is alive. It says that he's given us relationship with him right standing with him, that we can know with confidence that we can come before the throne of God for grace in time of need. And it says we can come boldly. We can rise up and say, because of the blood of Jesus, I can come before the Father and ask whatever my heart desires. And if I pray according to the word, God will give it to me. God answers prayers. God answers my prayers, and I believe God's going to answer your prayers. So I'm going to give you a second. Keep sharing this with people. Keep sharing this. I like it when you share it. People appreciate it when you share this. But send this to a couple of people right now. Hit copy, share. Give the video a thumbs up. Keep liking, keep sharing. Let's get this out to the world. People need to know that God answers prayers. Good morning, Logan. Good morning, Deborah. God bless you. And God bless you wherever you're watching from. Make sure you type in the comments and let me know where you're watching from. And I want you to stick around to the end of this video because you're going to want to hear all three of these points. You don't want any of these to be in your heart when you pray or else they will hinder your prayers. And we don't want hindered prayers. We want answered prayers. I remember when I got a hold of this and I realized what God's word says about having hindered prayers versus having answered prayers. When I started praying according to how the Bible says to pray, it was like anything I prayed about, it came into manifestation and it came quickly. It didn't take a year, <clears throat> didn't take four years. It just started happening. I'd pray for something and either in that moment it would be answered or within a week. It was a very short amount of time. God bless you in California and New York. So these are the three things that hinder prayers. We got to get rid of these. Number one, you can write this down if you're taking notes. The first thing that hinders prayers <clears throat> is unbelief. Unbelief. Somebody type in the comments, unbelief hinders prayers. And go with me to Hebrews chapter 11. 
Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 6, it says this, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible. Not hard, not difficult, not unlikely. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. He is only moved by faith. So remember that. When you pray, it doesn't matter how hard you cry. It doesn't matter how loud you shout. It, those things don't matter. Emotional things don't matter. Good morning, Megan. God is only moved by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Good morning, Tay. You got to understand, faith is the only thing that moves God. And proving to God that you're in faith is these two ingredients. You believe he is the God of the Bible, meaning that he is the God of Abraham, he is the God of Isaac, and he is the God of Jacob. He is the God that did everything that he did in the Bible. He did it for Moses. He did it for Joshua. He did it for Jesus. He did it for Peter. He did it for Paul. He'll do it for you. That's the first step of coming in faith to God. Second, he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So you can't pray with this thought of, I don't know if God will answer my prayers. I don't know if maybe that's just too much to ask. A new car, I, I don't know if I can ask God for a new car. That might just be too much. And maybe I should just stick with the 1942 vehicle that I have right now, even though it's being carried by two horses. And, you know, it's, you can't pray like that. You have to pray knowing that God is the God of the Bible. He loves you everything he said in his word. When he made you his child, he said, If I gave you my son, my only begotten son, will I not freely give you all things? You have to pray like that. God gave me his only begotten son. Therefore, will he not freely give me all the more, all these other things? He will, if I seek first the advancement of God's kingdom and all its righteousness, all these things will simply be added unto me. So you have to pray that way. Understand he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Unbelief is the first thing that hinders prayers. If you pray in unbelief, you are guaranteed never to get your prayers answered. But on the contrary, if you'll pray in faith, you can guarantee to get your prayers answered. Somebody type in the comments, I pray in faith. And for people that are jumping on just now, these are three things that will hinder your prayers. I pray in faith. Go with me to Mark 11. Mark chapter 11, verses 22 through 24. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. For truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, 
but believes that what he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. So he said, have faith in God. How do you have faith in God? If you'll believe in your heart and you'll confess with your mouth, you shall have whatever you say, Jesus said. He didn't say you'll have whatever you believe. He said you'll have what you say. Verse 24, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you have received them and you will have them. So faith is believing because I prayed, because I spoke it, because I came in contact with God, I believe I have received the things I prayed for. Therefore, I'm going to act now as if I have what I've been believing for already, because you do in the spirit. So praying in faith is believing you have received whatsoever you've prayed for. And Mark 9.23, go, we'll go there. Go with me to Mark 9.23. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. You should know this one by heart. Mark 9, verse 23, it says this. Jesus said, If you can believe... All things are possible to them that believe. If you can believe, if you'll only believe, all things are possible to them that believe. When you believe God, your prayers will get answered. If you're running around saying, well, if the Lord wills this, and if it's God's will for that, and if God doesn't want me poor, he'll this, and if God wants me healed, he'll that, no. You have to know what God's word says about your situation. Understand it's God's will to pull you out of that situation and pray accordingly. The first thing that hinders on or your answered prayers is unbelief. Good morning, Trista. Trista and Ryan, God bless you guys this morning. And I'll read you one more verse and then we'll get on to number two. Go to James chapter five. James chapter 5. James tells us there's prayers that work, and then there's prayers that don't work. James 5.15 says this, And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. Go on a little further down. Confess, verse 16, confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. For it is the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man that has tremendous power as it is working. James 5, 15 and 16, it says it is the fervent, affectionate prayer of a righteous man that has great power as it is working. So it's a fervent, affectionate prayer faith-filled prayer that has the power that works is what he's saying. When you pray with fervency and with passion and with zeal and full of faith, that is the fervent prayer that is answered. People used to say about Smith Wigglesworth, they couldn't be in the same room with him when he would pray because he prayed with such passion and such fervency that the power of God would hit the room and they would either fall out or they would have to leave the room. When you pray with fervency, it stirs up God's spirit inside of you. 
and he begins to move. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The fervent prayer of a righteous man has great power as it is working. The first thing that hinders prayers, unbelief. Here's the second thing that will hinder your prayers. Unforgiveness. Go with me to Mark 11 again. Unforgiveness hinders prayers. Mark 11, verse 25. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone. Anything against anyone. If there's anything in your heart toward another person that is not godly feelings, it will hinder your prayers. Forgive them if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you of your sins. When you have unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart, somebody once said it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It doesn't affect the other person at all. It actually affects you. So when you have unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart and you begin to pray, it doesn't allow your spirit to manifest the full presence of God in your prayer life. It will actually hinder you. It quenches your spirit. So you have to forgive. And as you forgive, God forgives you. When there's forgiveness, there's no condemnation. When there's no condemnation, your spirit is not quenched. When your spirit is not quenched, you pray with fervency and with power. So you must eliminate all unforgiveness. Proverbs 17 verse 9. Listen to this. This is a great, great scripture. Proverbs 17, 9. I don't like that trans translation. Let me find a different one. Do, 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 do. Proverbs 17, verse 9. It says this in the New King James or the MEV. He who covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. New King James says, whoever covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends, close friends. Let's see what the NIV says. Same. Let's see what the BSB says. Same. See what the Amplified says. That's false. You There's no way these are all the same. Why is this not changing? So Proverbs 17, verse 9. Whoever forgives an offense seeks love, 
But he who repeats or harps on a matter separates even close friends. I like that. The ESV. He who covers and forgives an offense seeks love. But he who repeats or harps on a matter separates even close friends. Your forgiveness is an act of love. It covers an offense. Remember, the Bible says, him who has been forgiven much loves much. When you're merciful, it pulls out love in any situation. So you must act in love by being forgiving and not holding on to bitterness. And here is the third and final thing that will hinder prayers in this teaching. This is important. This is for married couples, people with kids, adults. But it can, it can play a role in anybody's life. But you're going to want to hear this. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Likewise, husbands, live considerately with your wives, giving honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they too are also heirs of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. Family beef. I want you to write that down. The third thing that will hinder your prayers is family beef. Whenever there's strife or contention in your family, it will hinder prayers. A family is a unit. They're created to operate in unity. So this, even though this is specifically speaking to husbands and wives, it can be taken with the family as a whole. Any family that is not in unity is at contention with one another. So family beef will hinder prayers. Husbands, you've got to respect your wives. Wives, you've got to honor and respect your husbands. Children, you've got to respect your parents. Parents, you've got to respect your children. You have to keep peace in the home. When there's peace in the home, there's just manifestation of prayers left, right, and center. Your prayers will never be hindered if you're capable of getting rid of family beef. Praise the Lord. Now, if you don't have a good relationship with your family, that's, that might be different. Like for me, I'm saved. My family is not. Not yet anyway. My family will be saved in Jesus' name. But for me, I don't live with my family, so it's a little different. But when I'm married and I have children, if the Lord tarries, there will always be unity in our home. My wife and I, we will function as a unit. We will be in complete unity no matter what. Our children will be in unity. And I'm thankful that I have pastors that have led by such excellent example. And you'll need that in your life. So the three things that hinder your prayers are unbelief, unforgiveness, and family beef. You eliminate those things out of your life. And you are guaranteed to see your prayers answered in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. If you didn't watch the first part of this series that I did yesterday, I want you to go back and watch it after this. I did three things to guarantee you get your answers, your prayers answered. There are three secrets, three ingredients, three tips, three keys that you need to activate in your prayer life. And you're going to watch the heavens open over you. And it'll be like walking in an open heaven all day long. Money comes to you. 
Answer prayers just fly your way. Open doors of opportunity, new abilities, impartation, everything. You'll watch as God's blessing is commanded on your life. So you want to go watch that. It was a great teaching. People really received from it. And as for this, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that if there's any unbelief, any unforgiveness, and any family beef in your life, that God takes care of it, that it's sorted out, and it never comes back in Jesus' mighty name. Let me pray for you. Really quickly, before I pray for you, I want to give you an opportunity to come join us Labor Day weekend. I got a quick video that I want you to watch. This Labor Day weekend, September 2nd, September 3rd, and September 4th, we are having three days of glory. My pastor, Pastor Stan Pody, and mightily anointed man of God, is going to be hosting you here at Faith Church Ruston in Ruston, Louisiana. It'll be three days of glory. I'm telling you, you'll get full of the Holy Ghost. If you need a miracle in your body or in your life, you can come and expect God to do something great in your life at these meetings. I'd love to meet you. Our whole family at Faith Church would love to meet you and would love to have you join us September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Watch this video quickly. Hello, everyone. I'm Stan Pody, and I would like to invite you to a very special meeting coming up called Three Days of Glory. That's right. September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, right here in Ruston, Louisiana at Faith Church, we're going to have three power pack days full of faith, the word, impartations, and the joy of the Lord. If you want more of God's presence in your life, or if you just would like to activate the gifts and call of God, come be a part of these meetings. Miracles will be in manifestation, the power of God, and did I mention the joy of the Lord? For more information, you can check it out on the screen, but I look forward to seeing you this September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th for three days of glory. I'll see you there. So there it is, three days of glory. You want to come and be here. I'm telling you, do whatever you got to do. Get the grandparents to watch the kids. Uh, if you need to pull some money out of savings to afford to come, do it. You want to come. You're going to want to join us. We're going to have a link for you to get registered down in the description here below. And you'll make sure that you get a spot. There are going to be limited seats, but I believe that you'll get one in if you register today. And uh, we will have room for overflow, but you're going to want to be in the main sanctuary. Amen. So we're going to put a link down below in this video for you to go ahead and get registered. And we're going to have more information for you. For those that are coming, when you get registered, we're going to get your email and your information. And we're going to send you different hotels, different restaurants, different things that you can do in Ruston, Louisiana to help you with uh, accommodations. Praise the Lord. Well, let me pray for you. Before I pray for you, I want to give you an opportunity to give if you have not given already. As you know, we're currently feeding 1,500 kids every single month in other countries. And we would love for you to partner with us and join us in that. You can help us out financially to continue preaching the gospel and to continue feeding these kids every month by helping us financially through Cash App at Dollar Sign Revival Way, Venmo at Revival Way, PayPal at Revival Way, or you can go to our website, RevivalWay.com, and click Partner Financially today. Become a financial monthly partner with us. We're going to put a link for you in the chat. And in case you guys didn't see in the chat, Colton said, whoever travels to the meetings in Louisiana, my family and I will pay for your dinners. Whoa, that's quite the offer. Colton, you got to be careful, man. Praise the Lord. 
we get a hundred people showing up, I'm pointing them all your way. <laughs> no, that's a very generous offer, Colton. You heard it. Colton Hall said it. It's public. It's a public service announcement. Anyone that comes, brother Colton will buy you lunch. And I don't think it'll be McDonald's. I think it's going to be some good stuff. So if you want to get registered, we're going to put the link for registration in the comments right now. And it's going to be in the description down below. But I want to give people an opportunity real quickly to give. Your giving makes a difference in this generation. Deborah said, I'd like your mailing address. We're going to put the mailing address right now in the comments. Kay, do you want to put that? 1800 Goodwin Road. Ruston, Louisiana, 71270. For those that like to send in offerings via mail. And we thank you for your giving. You're making a major difference in this generation by continuing to partner with us to get the gospel out, to reach this generation with the word of God by his spirit. Amen. We thank you for your giving ahead of time. Deborah said, thank you. I'll send you something. Thank you, Deborah. As long as you don't send me like a finger or a chopped off hand in the mail, I'm sure it'll be a great gift. Sometimes you never know what you'll get in the mail. Amen. Amen. But in all seriousness, thank you, Deborah. We appreciate your giving. We appreciate everyone that gives to this ministry. You help make a big difference. So I want to see you there September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, every person that gives today, I ask that you would do a mighty miracle in their finances. Bring in harvest from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Angels, go cause the word to work. Cause the money to come. Satan, take your hands off of their finances. And Lord, we worship you with our giving. We thank you that it is you that gives us the power to generate wealth. And we don't take it lightly. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Deborah said not to worry. Thanks, Deborah. Appreciate you. Well, I love you. Make sure to give this video a thumbs up. Share it with a friend if you have not already. And I'm excited to see you September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th in Ruston, Louisiana. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, 1130 a.m., we're talking about what the Bible says about finances, how to increase your income, increase your savings. Amen. Mercy said she registered. Hallelujah. I'm excited to see you there, Mercy. God bless you. We love you. See you tomorrow morning. Hello, everyone. I'm Stan Pody, and I would like to invite you to a very special meeting coming up called Three Days of Glory. That's right. September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, right here in Ruston, Louisiana at Faith Church, we're going to have three power-packed days full of faith, the Word, impartations, and the joy of the Lord. If you want more of God's presence in your life, or if you just would like to activate the gifts and call of God, come be a part of these meetings. Miracles will be in manifestation, the power of God, and did I mention the joy of the Lord. For more information, you can check it out on the screen, but I look forward to seeing you this September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th for three days of glory. I'll see you there.